Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Mean Green Nation podcast. Welcome to it. With me, as usual during football season, is Mr. Aldo Avina, who is uh, in shadow right now, if you're watching this on YouTube. You know, this is how he talks to me all the time. It's always shadowy kind of comments. And if you're wondering why, I'm like, oh, I don't know. If he, does he like this? He looks He looks like if he turned around, he'd be like, you know, the the, the claw, Mr. Claw, what is that what he's called? From uh, <laughs> Inspector Gadget. <laughs> I just enjoy the darkness. Yeah. Next time, Seth Luttrell. Next time. <laughs> Um, so, uh, kind of a weird lead up to this episode, right? Today was, um, the spring game and, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not 19 anymore. So I'm not super hyped about the spring game. You know, like it's, it's a way you can see some football after a long off season and, you know, not seeing football. So you kind of see it again, you get excited. There's a lot of good about it. I'm not saying don't go to it or whatever. Uh, but my kid had a performance today, so I went to that, and I didn't get to do with that. And we were going to record this one about an hour ago, but uh, MGN HQ got uh, uh, was in a tornado warning, um, and it got super dark all of a sudden. Like everything got real eerie. It was like a movie, and so I was like, "All right, well, everybody, go down to the basement." So I was down in the basement. For a little bit, and so like you know, uh, uh, once all that passed, I think we're technically still under a watch. But I'm doing it for you, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, I was like, all right, let's get up here and do it. So, you know, it's, it's, the show must go on. So if it looks like I'm not prepared, like I don't have like a green hat or anything cool about it, that's why. It's because I just literally came up from the basement. You know, uh, crawled <laughs> up through the debris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking you, to America. Yeah, can you keep your, your wailing and gnashing of teeth a little quieter? I'm about to record a pod. No, everybody's in the immediate area is fine. Like in like the neighborhood's fine. Nobody got affected by it. I think there's some damage um sort of east of us, and that's typical of like this area. Like the this actual city center doesn't really get hit too hard, but like the areas around it. So um the usual you know, I hope everybody's all right, right? And and we'll see what's up. I got a text from the guys in my rec league, there's like, uh, hey, uh, do they know? Do we know when they're gonna announce if the game's on tomorrow? I'm like, probably when the weather emergency's over <laughs> and everybody's safe and all that other good stuff. There's like a few things you got to go through before you're like, all right, rec leagues canceled, yeah, or whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. After a tornado comes through here, I'm like, oh, is the game still on? <laughs> hey, are, are we, we still, still good? We still can get that little softball game going, you know. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that, that's what's up. Um, all right, so it's football season. We're putting basketball sort of aside. There's still stuff happening right now, like Tyler Perry's, you know, getting wined and dined by like in Arkansas or, or whoever. One of my friends, good, you know, friend of the 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 podcast. Uh, you know, he's a North Texas alum. But he's a big fan of Arkansas. He grew up in Arkansas. He was like, oh, that'd be great. You know, he just keeps texting me stuff about Tyler Perry at Arkansas. And I, I got to say, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, it's good for Tyler Perry by himself, but I'm not really thinking about Arkansas as a roster or whatever. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, if hopefully he goes there and not to, like, I don't know, Oklahoma or something. We got too many Oklahoma ties, uh, like University of Oklahoma ties uh, with this university as it is. Well, good for him. Yeah, um, it would be fun. My in-laws are big Arkansas fans, and uh, it would be fun to watch them to play um, play there. They're actually pretty good in the SEC, aren't they? 
Yeah, mm-hmm. th- I mean, they made, what, the Sweet 16 this year, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. like, it would be good. They, they add a shooter, um, you know, uh, the coach is fun. It, it'd be a good time, right? I, I think that'd be good. If you're going to transfer for your graduate season, I say do it that way. Go up there and do that. Yeah, it's pretty up there. Um, yeah, you know, it, 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 it really is. Like, it, uh, driving through, especially that northern Arkansas area. I was driving through there on my way to MGN HQ, and, uh, you know, I was like, man, it's, it's real nice up here, huh? Sure is pretty. Um, <laughs> so, uh, again, once, top of the hour, shout out to, um, you know, MGN member Chris. He sent over this mic. I think he got tired of seeing me with the other mic doing one of these right here. Like, you know, I was like talking on it and like, yeah, yeah, you know, you know, he's like, yeah, I can't, I don't like that. I'm going to send you a mic with the setup. So that way you can record. I don't have the pop filter on it because I just didn't bring it out. And like I said, it's a tornado, right? Like in the preparation time, I had to go hide. You know? Now you can hold that instead of the microphone, yeah. the pop filter. <laughs> it's still in the packaging here. So I'll just hold it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually, like I said, I have another one, but it didn't, it didn't set. Anyway. Um, so shout out. If it sounds different, that's what it is. Um, you know, shout out to him uh, for that. Good stuff. We appreciate it. Uh, we said we we're going to use it, you know, we didn't use it last week, we'd use it this week. Because uh, last week I got back from Vegas, didn't have time to do all the stuff. Uh, so, you know, getting back into it, where, where you been, man? What you been doing? What do you do when basketball season, you just go back and, you know, I imagine you like walk the earth, you know? So I, I just sit here until <laughs> you text me and say, you want to you wanna chat? Like, oh, His eyes yeah. open up, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, the, the Aldo chat bot. <laughs> yep. Yeah, just first sit here. <laughs> just got a prompt like, "Hey, would you like to podcast?" And he's like, oh, <laughs> "Yes, yes, I would." Coming online. Dee, 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 dee. Uh, yeah, so um, it's our first look at you know the the Eric Morris team, and uh, the team's gonna be interesting, right? They're gonna throw the ball around. They're gonna have some interesting stuff, but you know we'll get we'll get closer to that because you're not gonna show any any super amazing things right now, right? And we've sort of been an air raid team before. So that's, you know, like it's not a big change for North Texas fans, like long-term North Texas fans. Um, you know, in Mean Green Nation, you can kind of search some air raid stuff and some Seth Luttrell stuff from the early early days. Um, but if you want like some quick kind of clips, you can look at Washington State, sure. Um, but you can look at like Louisiana Tech, right? They did a lot of the same stuff. When we previewed Louisiana Tech, you can see a lot of the stuff they do. They They play with tempo. Um, you know, like even like Western Kentucky, they have a lot of that stuff like Kitley, um, and, and Morris and they're, you know, they all kind of have a connection. They all kind of feed off each other. It's like a family, a lot of similarities in what everybody does. So we'll get into that soon. I think, you know, that's like the overall picture where right now we're like, do we have a quarterback? Do we have a guy that's going to pull the trigger and throw it to him? I know everybody likes Rogers. He's probably going to be the guy. He's the guy that brought in. Uh, they brought in. Um, I think there's still a possibility might be somebody else, but he brings a little versatility, can run the ball, you know, a little bit. But uh, for me, that's great. You can run a little bit, but can you put the ball, you know, in a guy's hands, in the scoring position? Can you put it right here on the fingertips? You know what I mean, that's what we need. And, you know, like, I don't care how far you can throw it it just means you might miss the guy wide open by a lot of yards. Like instead of overthrowing him by ten yards, you overthrew him by twenty. You know what I mean? Like that can you put it where it needs to be? That's what I care about. Uh what questions do you are you thinking about in this springtime? Uh 
wide receivers and and running backs. What, what do we got going on there? That's that's what I want to see. You know, we, we have new new quarterbacks coming in, but is there going to be somebody that's going to step up? Um, that's going to take over. Uh, we saw Jamoy Macklin last year, shorter when he wasn't hurt. He was awesome. Uh, what we've got to have a dominant receiving core in order to be successful. And I know our running backs are good. Uh, we've seen that uh, the last couple of seasons, but uh, feel bad for Oscar Attaway getting hurt so much. Um, you know, when who else is going to be there to take a take the big guy lead, the big guy role? Yeah, I, I think um, I think we're going to be a lot more dynamic, and it's, it's kind of a weird thing to say, right? North Texas averaged like 450 yards a game last year, right? With under the Seth Luttrell, Mike Blesh, that kind of thing. They ran the ball a lot. Uh, when it was clicking, it was very good, and when um, you know, like. You know, like toward the, the middle of the season, about October, uh, they were clicking. Right, guys were healthy. Right, you mentioned Oscar Attaway's been getting hurt, um, and then the guys behind him, they were playing well. I don't know that we're going to run the same kind of thing, right? I mean, we're, we're not, but we're still going to run the ball. We're still going to get the ball to playmakers out of the backfield, right? Uh, it's just going to look different. And you might remember that we had, you know, a thousand yard rusher in the in the Graham Harrell, Seth the Trail. Yeah, North Texas office, offense V1 season, right? Like, you know, you can still get the ball to playmakers out of the, this system, you know, so to speak. Uh, and, and it's sort of the norm now anyway, so. Yeah, but also <clears throat> I still contend that, that you know, Latrell was a was a runner, right? He wanted to run the ball. Yeah. He wanted to play smash mouth football. And sure, sure, passed it around in, 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 in the air raid kind of style. But, um like you, that when you said uh, we're going to see the ball being passed around more, I, I think it just depends on who's going to be under center. If it's Jace Reuter who's been showing up in the in the in these scrimmages, yeah. I don't think we're going to be running running it as much. But if it's Chandler Rogers, I think we're definitely going to see a lot more, um, you know, scripted runs with with him um, running the option or the pass option. Um, so it's going to be – I don't know what to expect until the, the quarterback is, is announced, I think. You know, yeah, that, that that's – that really is the thing, right? Like, you got to figure out who the guy's going to be. Um, and here's – again, here's going back to what I was saying before, right? Like, in the fall – in fall camp, that's when you really know, right? Spring, everybody looks good, you know, because nobody's getting beat up, right? They've had a whole offseason to recover, uh, things are clicking. They may be doing a little spring practice. Everybody's just, you know, it's it's whatever. It, the the um the what you call the thing the uh, um, uh, playbook is like simplified. It's like the early stuff, right? Everything looks kind of easy and good. And you know, like you don't know who's gonna be on the team. Right? There's there's the summer stuff. There's also the transfer window. I think you and I were pretty hyped about the idea of Arkey's gums in this offense, and then he goes to transfer, right? Yeah, for um, sure. And even like on the defensive side, I think uh, it was at Cam Robertson, right? He was like he won like freshman of the year. He was on the all freshman team, I, th- I think, for the the league. Uh, he looked like he was going to be interesting, and then he, you know, he transfers too. So you know, it's it's very difficult to kind of figure out who and what is going to be in a squad, and that's why I'm like, I'm real real cautious about like saying, well, obviously all these people, these guys fit into place right now. Because I don't know that that's going to be the case, right? You know, you, you don't know who you're going to have. 
Um, I think we know what kind of system we want to have. And then you're like, like you said, will those guys fit in that place? You know, will we see the, the kind of thing we want to see? It's a little concerning to me um, that, like, say, at a place like Louisiana Tech, which I don't think it's going to be the same thing, but just thinking about it, where, like, Louisiana Tech was a lot of offense and they had zero defense. Now, some of that was, like, injuries and they lost a bunch of people and, you know, this, that, and the other, but they had a terrible defense. Um, I think we were trying to to address that, but we lost some dudes, right, to graduation, um, it was always going to be a question mark on that side of the ball anyway. Um, but now we're losing the guy that sort of steadied the ship after a couple terrible seasons. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm still looking at the, that side. I haven't seen anybody come in and be like a, a game-changing transfer or a commit that I'm like, this dude's going to just clean up the defense because he's so good. He's going to get so many sacks that a lot of guys are going to intercept the ball, you know, something like that. So I don't know. That's what I'm concerned about. I think we'll score the ball. I think I don't know if it's going to be like oh, 50 points a game, Western Kentucky under Bailey Zappi style, but it might, you know, I think we'll score the ball. It's going to be something similar to what we did last couple of years under under Luttrell. I mean, yeah, it, it, the hope would be like a Bailey Zappi ball, but we, we have to have Bailey Zappi to begin with, and I don't know if we're there yet. Um, and I don't know what to expect from, from Reuter or from uh, um, Rogers. Uh, it would be nice that we could we could see him with Rod with respect to Rogers, you know, see him uh, be a dynamic guy that can run it, and pass it, sling it around, be accurate. Because on paper, that's what he he was doing. Uh, uh, I don't know where he came from um, from the FCS. Um, yeah, I, I know you're talking about. I forget I forget his name. But I'm blanking on the yeah, name. It's all right. It's spring. We're all on spring time anyway. Yeah, got nobody's name yet. <laughs> and then and then Reuter with <laughs> what we saw of him. Uh, Back in 2021, just the what is going on uh, situation with him, uh, and then Grant Gannell just out of the picture now. He's not not even in contention for for the, for the starting job. So it's it's like you said, you you don't know what to expect uh, on the defensive side of the ball. We're running three three five. Uh, I think we've been running three three five for for quite a bit now. Uh, we had it when when Latrell first started with um, uh, what's his face, intense Mike Eckler and yeah. Troy Reffitt. Um, yeah, we, we always ran like them and said, it's all kind of the same. There's a lot of things that are same. And, and basically hey, I've said this before that if there, if you've come out of like a, where you're base three, four system where you're like, I, we have like, um, space eater, three down linemen kind of guys, or you came out of a, a four, four, three where you're like, well, we just have like, you know, like sort of single assignment kind of deal. And then we do that. It, that changes your like naming conventions. But a lot of things are kind of the same now, right? Like, you know, that fourth one, the edge rusher, you either call him an edge or you call him like a joker or you call him like whatever. It, it, whatever. It ends up being something like that. But it's a guy, pass rusher, a dude that's going to yeah, be. Yeah, you, you got a guy on the outside that's either going to rush or it's going to be more of a hybrid guy that's going to cover in the yeah. pass game. Um, you you got to be more dynamic. Um, and especially when, when you're, you got small guys or slow guys, then, then you got to, Use what you have to and, and kind of hide those those vulnerabilities. Um, yeah, I can't speak too much about it, but at least uh, Rich Tejada or Tejada, yeah, Rich Tejada, yeah, Tejada yeah. coming back. I liked him from the from the get go. Um, he showed out. Obviously, he's not terribly big, but 
he's scrappy and he gets the job done. Uh, you know, there were times when when you get, get really frustrated, but I think I think he's uh, solid for for the defense. Well, yeah, like I mean, he was young, right? He came in, and then I think uh, we you know we we talked about this uh, at the time where he made some plays because he was out of position. <laughs> Um, you know, like he yeah. got he got beat, and they were like, "Oh, easy touchdown! Throw it over the top!" And then he made up the ground and then made a play. Um, you know, that's good. That's you know, like we want people to make a play, but sometimes make a play means that you know you're out of position. Um, good corners, great corners, nobody throws that way because they're always in the right spot. The guy ain't open, right? So they don't even try to fit it in the window. Sometimes you're making interceptions because they're like, "Oh, we can beat this guy," you know. So. That it, that's that's always the the problem with the secondary, right? To me, I'd rather not ever get any interceptions and just get like, you know, twenty sacks a game, right? That's that's <laughs> the ideal formation of of football to be. But you know, you, you take what you can get. Um, to me, do we have a pass rush that can that can get to a Memphis, that can get to an SMU, that can get to the teams that we play, right? To Cal, that's the big question, right? There's no uh, no more like Southern Misses. There's no more. Um, I mean, I can't even think who we play. No more. Uh, there's still a Rice, I guess. I don't remember who we play on this season. Um, but you know, Conference USA was a little weak. Right? Let's be honest. We're all you know in football. It's like the opposite of basketball. It's, it's a little weak. Um, and you know that that was one of the frustrations we had. Like you you can't win this league. You know, then it it means a lot of stuff. It means that maybe. You're not that good of a team, not that good of a coach, et cetera, et cetera. Right? Um, so, you know, I, I'm I'm thinking about that. Can we? Do we have the guy who could do that? I liked some of those guys that we had out there. Um, there were questions about the caliber of recruit we got. Like you were saying, FCS. Do we want to be getting FCS transfers? What about P5 transfers? Isn't that the way to go? But I thought they played well. A lot of these dudes were big time contributors for us, especially late in the season. Um, and you know, it was all good. I think we we it proved to be that the the dudes coaching the def, the defensive side of the ball had an idea of what they were doing. <laughs> who who would have thought? Yeah, and starting off slow, starting off poorly, you know, bad showing against SMU, but um, you know, it turned out that while we didn't have an intense pass rush, we did have a good run defense. And uh, I think that really kept us in the game throughout the season. And I'm hoping that continues, that 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 type of showing continues into this season. I don't expect a, an, an amazing pass rush. I don't think we're going to be getting those 20 sacks a game. But if we can end up being a bend, don't break. I mean, I don't think that's the end of the world, right? Asking against, going against these teams like SMU and um, Memphis has had better years, but, but going yeah. against those I mean, yeah, like we couldn't stop Memphis's run game for a little bit. We stopped their pass game. Um, you know, I, I thought that was I'm trying to remember, you know, in November stuff. Like just I'm going down the list right here. Uh, I like Kevin Wood. I think he's going to be do, doing some good stuff. I think Jalen Smith is interesting. The guy I think you're thinking of was Sifa Leota. Uh, he was good. You know, he was a transfer. He's from the area, right? He's a, he's a U-list kid. Um you know, I want to see what some of these other dudes do. Um, yeah, I, I think there's room for improvement there. Uh, we we lost the, the defensive line guy, but I I, I like Mason Richards. He was good. Um, you know, everybody else they did some good things here and there. And I, I'm wondering, like, do we have enough to to make plays consistently, right? Anybody on here, you're like, oh man, look at him, six five, two seventy, he's gonna be a dumb. 
maybe they are, maybe they aren't, right? We need to see them in play, and that's, that's what I'm hoping for. I think the system's going to change a little bit. I linked, uh, for everyone, in case you're wondering, on the Mingry Nation forum, forum.mingrynation.com, uh, to some things that, that our, our coordinator has done previously at Iowa State and some of the ways they attack teams. Because Iowa State had similar problems, right? Like, okay, we can't get giant space-eater defensive linemen um, or that are just going to go wreck shop. And, you know, but we can get some guys that can play some football that are undersized or this, that, and the other, right? And so they attacked it with scheme and everybody playing together and being disciplined and all that good stuff, right? And it worked out for them. They were very good defense, and they still are very good defense uh, using the tools they have. And North Texas, same situation, right? We can get good talent here, but we can't always trust it. We can't get necessarily four NFL guys on, you know, on the front line. We can sometimes get NFL talent in here, right? Like the um, the twins that went out to UCLA. They probably want that one or both of them is going to get a shot in the NFL. It happens. We've had a, like a Hamilton. Hambone was out here. He's got a shot in the NFL. Uh, but it's very rare to say, all right, four of these dudes are going to be in the league, right? It's not Alabama. It's not Clemson. It's not Georgia. And that's fine, right? So you, you, you need guys that can play at this level. Looking down this list. I don't know that it's all these 12 of these dudes, but, you know, I like Rod Brown. You know, I, I, again, I thought uh, Mason Richards did some good things. Uh, we need some guys that can tackle, get some pressure on the on the offensive line, stop yeah. a run, all those basic things, basic football mm-hmm. things. I think if you're talking about the front six, front seven, I think those two guys are the or you're going to you're going to be your key contributors. Yeah, it has to start there, and I think that this. I mean, it's, it's football. Like, well, you guys, you gotta run the football. You gotta stop the run. Uh, you know, like running the football is not as big of a thing anymore. But I think there are crucial moments when you need to get a stop. Right? I, like you look at like the Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles, and then their fourth and one situation. Right? And that that whole cheating, pushing the the running back, the 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 quarterback over. It's it's crucial. It changes the whole offense, right? Because you're like, well, everybody likes to get to third and short and fourth and short anyway, right? But you know that we have a guaranteed third and one. That's money in the bank. Let's do this every time, right? It changes the whole thing. So now the defense is like, well, we can't say, you know what? Getting a stop on third and one is a win, right? Because, you know, they're always going to get the edge there. And I think in, in college football, it's very similar with every almost every quarterback being a dynamic, able to run, at least do a little basic little option thing. It's harder to get a stop on third and one, fourth and one, that kind of stuff. And, you know, I, I think that you need guys that can stop, step up in those big situations. Right? It's important in those situations. But for the most part, if you can get a pass rush, then I think you're winning. That's really what it is. Yeah, I, I got nothing to add there. I just hope we, we see some of that uh, <laughs> with this new regime. Yeah. Um who else is the let's talk about some dudes. Uh Lorenzo Thompson, I think he's coming back. I think he showed some good stuff. John Davis is hopefully healthy. He had that injury first game of the year against SMU. He was out. Then Ridge Tejada stepped up, like you're saying. Ridge Tejada's five eight. John Davis is six one. So if you can get a John Davis back, and I think maybe Lorenzo Thompson's gonna be the other corner, stepping in for Deshaun Gaddy, right? It's gonna be like the boundary corner. Um then you'll have maybe three corners that you like that you feel like you could play. 
right? Because, I mean, John Davis was the number one. Ridge Tejada was, uh, like, he, he stepped in. He was that guy for a lot of the year. So maybe you got Thompson, Davis, Ridge. There's three corners that you feel good about, right? Maybe even to push one another, but also you can say, you know what? It's they got three good receivers. We can put these guys on here and, and kind of stop anybody, right? Situational things. I feel good about that as much as you can feel good about that kind of thing. How about yourself? I mean, yeah, um, like I said, I'm not a defensive guy, so I can't speak to it, but having that rotation in there, you know, they don't get tired. They don't have to be in there 100% of the snaps and stuff. Um, that will give you some flexibility on what to do on the on the inside with your with your safeties, your linebackers, being able to to if you've got the confidence on the outside that that they're going to give your linemen or your uh, your edge rushers time to get to the quarterback or at least disrupt the play, then that's that's perfect. Um, a five eight guy doesn't sound good on paper, but <laughs> a guy like Ridge has been disruptive, and so that's good, right? I mean, he can he can yeah. jump, he can jump, and, yeah. and and like I said, like UTSA, they they caught a pass over him on that final drive, and you know, full credit to him. But that really won the play. I mean, that was a play that won the game. But the play that really changed the game was a throw to the tight end, right? So I mean, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot, there's a lot. Of that. He got a couple interceptions and or an interception that game, and he almost yeah. I mean, one. he's a dwarf. He's quick in in small spaces. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, look at the uh, what is it? The the safety? What are the safeties? No safeties. Um, here's the thing: is like there's gonna be more safeties, right? It's three, three, five. But they're gonna have like that hybrid one. It's like two safeties that sort of play closer to the line. But you want them. The more flexible you are in football, the more you can play. The more things you can do, right? If you can stop the run, but you can also fly out and play to you know, uh, cord quarters coverage, and you're not a liability out there. And you can man up sometimes too. You, the more things that they can do, right? You know, like the the, the offense doesn't know what you're doing, right? So or you it, can blitz them. Yeah, yeah. And you, the more you can, you know, bring the pain that way, the better you are. Uh, so you'll see North Texas putting a lot more safeties on there. Nick uh, Nakwasal, uh, he was a he was an SES transfer. Uh, I had talked to him uh, before he came to North Texas last year. Then he got hurt, right? So he was out the year. Uh, he was a guy that they were expected to play a lot more, but he didn't, right? We ended up playing the kid from Citadel, right? That ended up being a thing. Uh, I liked Logan Wilson. I still like him. He's a junior. He made a lot of plays. I think, um, you know, I, I think big things are in store for him. You can see him on some of the videos. Uh, he's back, and I, that makes me feel good. And I, I think some of the other dudes, you know, I think they got some time. Uh, they either have time in their belt in, this, like, in the program or have played previously, but like I think Nick Nakwasaw, Nakwasaw, I don't know how you pronounce it exactly, uh, and then Logan Wilson are two, I think, guys to watch. And again, it's way early. It's We're April. They don't play until September. You know what I mean? You got a lot of time for good and bad things to happen. Um, I think, uh, didn't Quentin Gray play a little bit? That that's basically an area to watch because this, in this system, we're asking a lot from our safeties. We want more safeties uh, we also lost some dudes that that played a lot and did some things for us, so we need them new guys to step up to to at least give us production that we got from the guys last year, right? And you know, uh, whatever you think of of uh, uh, Gaddy, he started a lot of games and he was highly rated, right? And I say that just because I know there was criticism of him here and there. Um, but yeah. it wasn't me, was it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it probably was you sometimes. It, uh, it was me. Who do we, I, mean, I mean, he did, 
he did deserve some some criticism when yeah. when I mean as against SMU he was he was he getting got beat hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Rasheed Rice was was ragging on him on the field and stuff. And um, I mean he 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 deserved it, but he did improve. Um, you know we had that good run towards the end of the season. There, that's production there. That he's a starter. When you lose a starter, you know, him, guy like him, guy like Katie Davis, those are those are that's production. Those are numbers that that somebody's got to make up. And the numbers that that those two guys put together, that's three guys probably normally. Uh, you know, we didn't have an elite team, uh, but we did have a lot of guys with some with a lot of production. And so you gotta you gotta make it up somehow. Yeah, so um, let's talk about those wide receivers a little bit. I think Tommy Bush is still on the squad. I think that's still a thing. I think Jair Shorter is still on the squad. And I know Jair Shorter, he's one of those guys I'm thinking about when I'm saying, like, hey, they might, you know, take him away or it might change. You know, you never know. Because uh, I think he was heavily recruited by other squads and teams and stuff. You know, they're like, hey, you've caught nothing but touchdowns. You're 6'2", you're 218 pounds, you know. We can get you on a squad. We can let you go do some some things in like our Tennessee like system. We just run go routes. Yeah, all day. I mean he he would have had more touchdowns if the <laughs> ball was accurate. <laughs> you see, he put it in his hands where he can catch it. That's crazy. <laughs> um, I mean we we talked about shorter, right? We got some we got some hot sports opinions about him too because I think he's good enough and he wants to play in the league, right? He he has enough, right? He has the tools to get open. He's big enough to do that kind of thing to get into the league. But I think he has to be better at catching those, like not comfortable balls, right? We talked about some of the. You didn't make some of the great uh, some catches. You didn't help out his quarterback always, um, and that's maybe a knock on him. But I mean, you know, like I said, like those are pro level things to talk about, right? High level football stuff for for what he's doing right now. We'd love to keep him out here catching touchdown passes. Um, I'm going. I'm looking at the, the the roster. Is what I'm doing. So Tommy Bush, he apparently is back, right? He's he's had the worst luck health wise uh, in his time. Uh, he's a senior. You, know, you might remember he went to Georgia. North Texas recruited him. He went to Georgia. He came back. He's out here playing. Tommy Bush, Damon Ward. I like Damon Ward. He did a lot of great catches. A lot of, used his hands. He's he's very smooth. You know, uh, classic wide receiver kind of stuff. I like what he has. He's big. He's like 200 pounds, six foot. Jamori Macklin, everybody loves him. He's out of Kirkwood. Shout out Kirkwood, Missouri. Um, uh, yeah, I think Macklin so far is my, my favorite. Yeah, everybody loves him. I mean, he's number nine, right? And uh, he's out there catching go routes. Uh, we've seen, you know, Austin on it, throw him the ball a couple times. And we're like, there he is. There's a guy. He, he's a guy that we think can be a game breaker. He's a little short. He's 5'11", 185 pounds, a little slighter. But he can fly. And you want him to have the ball in his hands a ton, right? He can he can yeah. do some things. And he progressed well through through the through the season. He's he's not a um <laughs> I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. Uh slot guy plays for Tampa or played for Tampa. I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Who are you talking about? <laughs> uh I'm gonna oh let you. God. I'm gonna let you hang out here. Okay. In, everybody's yelling at me because he's he's like the most popular UNT player in the last. Oh, with, he, oh, okay. Fine. I, I know you're talking about. Okay, but um, how, how about you say his name? <laughs> <laughs> leaving me out to dry. Yeah. Um, anyway, 
he he you know he played running back he was the shifty guy he can uh, beat people uh running routes or or you know dump it to him and he and he's gonna break for 50 yards and a touchdown that's not the kind of guy that macklin is you were saying that damon's more smooth macklin is smooth he can get behind guys uh, with his route running and so i, I like the way he he plays and i'm thinking he's gonna be pretty productive yeah, I mean, you still haven't said his name, and so I'm just kind of waiting on you. To, to <laughs> Whose <do> name? <laughs> um, I'm not gonna tell you the answer of the thing here, so I, I'm, I'm gonna let you think about that or do some googling while you're while you're yeah, doing some googling. googling. No, I need to learn. <laughs> remember, <laughs> but it's still the preseason. So uh, we liked him. Uh, Rod Rod Burns is back. Uh, you know, he should be back. I think he is. He did a lot of stuff. You know, he's a little shorter too. He was like he became like the number one receiver a little bit, uh, for for Ani. That's the thing about receivers, right? And quarterbacks. There's always a relationship and a guy sometimes becomes the guy for a quarterback that's maybe not for another guy, right? That that happens. Whatever. Um so you, you never know, but it could happen. Uh, I think who else is out there? Detravion Brown. I think uh, the, there's a, a certain subset after that that top level, right? You're shorter. You're Burns. You're Macklin Ward. Uh, even you put Tommy Bush in this next category of guys. You're like I've seen him do a couple things a couple times, and I like to see them do a lot more of that, right? But um, I, I liked him when he when he committed. Uh, I was excited about him and yeah. Austin Ogunmakin when they. I think they both came in at the same time. And then Austin yeah. left. Yeah, um, I, I was really excited for him, but uh, he's got potential. I think he'll he can do better. He's a, a taller guy, right? Uh, who you're talking about, Detravion Brown? He's six foot. Detravion Brown. Yeah, he's six foot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so I'm gonna give you the answer because you still hadn't said it. You're talking about Jalen Darden. Is that what you're talking Jaylen about? Jalen Darden. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I this, I knew it. This is the worst. <laughs> you're the worst. Um, Green right. Nation, y'all. <laughs> So, yeah, Rod Burns last year caught 40 passes, right, for 600 yards. Jair Shorter caught 23, and he had 628 yards and 11 touchdowns. Like half of his catches were, were you know, uh, touchdowns. That's ridiculous. Yeah, so then this is the part that's going to change, right? Gums and Jake Roberts were our third and fourth leading receivers, and they caught a combined about 60 passes, um, which is, you know, the combined number of Burns and Shorter. And they combined for eight scores. You know what I mean? They were a one-two punch. Punch. Macklin only caught 16 balls, 380 yards, averaging 20 yards a grab, you know, and he had, you know, two scores. Um, shorter, was, they were just throwing the ball deep, right? He had, like, 30 yards a catch. That's it's what, it, what it turned out to be. But I really like what Damon Ward did. Jordan Smart played a little bit. He had, you know, 21 catches. I don't feel, I feel like that's too many catches, but he had 21 catches. Uh, and then you go down the low. I don't see like Kalon Horton anymore on the roster. I don't know what happened there, um, and you know, as a lot the rest of it is like it's like McMillan. You know, I don't know what's happening with him. He's still listed on the on the on the chart here, but you get to a point where it's kind of like you know what you can always find a receiver. And I don't mean yeah. to be dismissive, but you can't. But I think it's also indicative the the receivers you're naming after uh, uh, shorter Burns Ward uh, Gums. Uh, Jake the Snake. Um, <laughs> well, I, can, all, I can name receivers. I don't know if you can name them. <laughs> they're all inside receivers, right? They're, yeah. That that's where where our production was coming from because that's where that's where Ani was looking, and he would you know 
Smart would have a streak of games where he was productive. Burns would have a streak of games when he would he was productive. Ward, same, same thing. These are all inside receivers that that's where uh, Ani could go comfortably uh, without throwing an interception or overthrowing uh, shorter. Um, and yeah. or Tommy Bush. That that's the frustration, right? That these guys were getting open, but but he couldn't get it to them, or, or it was wild. So. Yeah, so we were we were focusing on those inside receivers. That's why they were so productive. So I'm, I'm I think that might shift um, c- because we don't have that that Jalen Darden. It'll just be whoever steps up, and and if Ruder gets better, <laughs> he doesn't throw away the ball or throw it into the stands, uh, or Rogers is in there. Uh, I think that that might change that that uh, that dynamic. But um, I, I can't predict what can happen. Yeah, so you know, in those those like I said, classic North Texas air raid, the version that I think everybody remembers a lot was twenty eighteen. Rico Bussey Jr. Um uh, was sorta of like your analog to a uh Jair Shorter, right? Your big outside receiver. Jalen Guyton played a lot of outside receiver too, right? He's not that big, but he was a deep threat. And they moved around a little bit. And then Darden and Mike Lawrence were your inside receivers, right? A little bit more shifty, catch it in the middle. Um, so Bussy had 68 grabs. Guyton had 54 grabs. Darden had 48. Mike Lawrence had 32. Right? And then throw in Kelvin Smith and a couple other other guys in there. And I think all four of them probably had over 400 yards each, right? Yeah, I mean, Bussy had 1,000 yards. Guyton had 800 yards. Darden had 500. Mike Lawrence had 400. Um, you know, like your outside receiver guys are those are your big guys. Um, but you know your safety, your blanket, you know your first down getters are those little little short guys or little underneath dudes. Um, you know, I don't know how they're gonna design it because that was also like five years ago, right? And like football's changed and everybody kind of knows what you're doing and and there's a little bit of mixing it up. A lot of stuff is similar though. It's not it's not that different. Football's still about getting to fast guys, strong guys, and and then giving them room to go do it, right? Um, That's yeah. the way it should should look like. Your your outside receivers should be getting should be those thousand yard guys, and your inside receivers should be those four hundred, five hundred, six hundred, eight hundred if they're really good, yeah. uh, and a thousand yards if they're elite inside receiver, and they're the ones just getting open all the time, beating the guys. I can see that thousand yard receivers on the inside if they're super elite NFL bound. But yeah, outside receiver guys got to have those thousand yard guys. Yeah, if if you think about like the air raid playbook, right? Like you when you think about your classic uh, mesh, right? Like ninety two, right? You got two guys running a mesh route, and I'm doing it right here for you. Just listening, I'm just doing, I'm drawing it. <laughs> they just cross over about five to eight yards down the field, right? And that's just five to eight yards down the field. And then what typically happens, you throw like the outside, the like the the uh, it's either a, a corner route, you can tag it, maybe it's a post route to change it up, or sometimes a wheel route behind it, but it's typically a little corner route. And so that's like fifteen to twelve, you know, yards out there, right? That's already more. If you just throw the if you throw the mesh and it's caught and he just turns up and falls down for a yard, you're like, All right, we got eight yards, right? Nine yards. If you throw the other one, that's twelve yards, right? Fifteen yards already. And then Add to the rest of it, like maybe the guy slips, breaks the tackle, and he turns up the field, and he's already down the field. Nobody can catch him, right? A gyre shorter, he's gone. Um, that's kind of how it happens. Now you have your special players that can play the slot, and then they can they can go crazy, right? You think about Rico Bussy caught the mesh route, turned it up the field against UTSA, 
and score a touchdown, right? Long story short, you put your Never players, forget. you put your best players in positions to score, and then they go score, right? It doesn't matter where they are; they could do it from wherever. The uh, football system is about making sure that they're maximized, while you know, because like, obviously we're gonna throw it to that guy, but you want to make them keep them honest enough. So you're like, hey, I will throw it to Jake Roberts. Don't you know? He'll be open. He'll catch a touchdown, but I want to throw it to Jared Shorter. Anyway, so you know, I think about this like Tommy Bush has a lot of potential, a lot of talent. But can he make, you know, 70 grabs in a season, you know, for 1,000 yards, 11 touchdowns, and then a bunch of first downs, right? You know, in being the number one guy, being, you know, catching tough catches in, in traffic against the best corner. Can he do that? We haven't seen that yet. We've seen flashes of it here and there. So we don't know, right? Damon Ward, I liked what he did, but, you know, like, he hasn't. He doesn't have like the raw talent where you're just like, oh, this dude, you know, he's clearly an NFL guy, right? You're just like, you know, he's showing something. He's out here working. I see you, Damon Ward. It's like that, right? I mean, like, he was doing some good things, right. but it's not just kind of. Macklin is a burner, you know, but can he do it? You know, he caught 21 last year. Is that what I said? You know, can he? Yeah, can he get to 40? 30, something like that. Yeah. Well, he got 16. <laughs> Jeez. Can he can he catch more than that, right? Can he do like a Mike Lawrence uh, style, you know, in his last year, he caught thirty two of them, right? Can he do Mike Lawrence in his in the other year, caught sixty two passes? That was crazy. Uh, you know, you don't know. You know, we don't know yet. There's a lot of that in this group. I think. I think the people why people are excited about is Trey Cleveland came out of Texas Tech, um, and you know, I think he's six four. You know. He has a P5 uh, resume, like he played there, whatever. Uh, he didn't do too much there yet, but I think people are excited about him, right? Can he do some of that for us? He's 6'4", 195. Can he do some of that for North Texas now? Uh, he's a junior also. I say that because he's been in a P5 weight room, working out, competing at that level. Like, you know what I mean? He's not freshman out of high school, right? struggling to Yeah, and, and you got to have the, the X and the Z just ready to go. When you think about big... North Texas passing years. Yeah. The first ones that come to mind is, is Rico Bussey and, and Jair Shorter. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm reserving because, you know, like everything's a little different, but you're, t- the, the, you know, you're just drawing it up. You're like, let's get big, rangy wide receivers that can get down the field against press coverage and catch a 15 to 20 yard dick route, right? Can you do that? Trey Cleveland, Jair Shorter, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tommy Bush. And then guys that played bigger than they are, like, you know, like a Damon Ward, he's 200 pounds. Um, you know, can he go down the field, stick his foot in the ground, turn around, catch a dig route, you know, be big enough to, to catch a pass down the field like that way. And then you have the other guys, can you find space, right? You know, can you, you know, Rod Burns, um, Jamori Macklin, those type of dudes, right? Jordan Smart, you know, everybody has to be able to run all the routes, but Typically, you kind of keep them, you know, your inside guys, you run in inside routes, outside guys run outside routes. But, you know, special players, you let them do special stuff. Uh, here's Kalen Horton. He's right here. I see him here. 5'10", 175. I don't know what they're going to have him do, but they, they have him listed as a wide receiver. And then you got you got a whole bunch of stack, stack of wide receivers. You need a lot of wide receivers. Um, will they get time? Will they Are they going to just be more than just uh, pass catchers to run the routes for the, for the number four quarterback? I don't know. We'll see. That... There's a lot of, they might be good. We don't know yet. We'll see what's up. But 
the the names we named, those are the guys that we're excited about that we expect will be the guys that early in the season will get the first couple looks. Now, will they keep their jobs? That's the name of the game. You never know, right? Well, one of these other dudes, Quincy Kemp, you know, uh, Richard Rockmore. Well, one of those guys step up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm going to take your job now. I mean, because there was a time when, like, Rod Burns was like, who's that guy? I don't, I don't know him, you know? Or even Damon Damon Wood. I mean, they, yeah. you get you will have a guy that will emerge uh, out of nowhere, which is a good thing. Um, you got to have that competition. Uh, but I don't know. I'm being selfish. Like, <laughs> yeah, the the inside receivers are important, but we got to have that that big guy outside. And you know, we wouldn't be talking to Ajay, about Jaya Shorter if he hadn't caught 13 touchdowns, right? If it's yeah. if if you just look at his stat line of what was it three hundred and something yards, then then he would be off of any anybody's radar. <laughs> but he's he's getting force fed because he's able to to make those plays, uh, and he's got thirteen touchdowns on his resume just for one season. Um, so it just goes back to the quarterback who do, who's who's back there, and it will change the the dynamic of the team. Yeah. So I mean. It's that simple, and I think that that complicated. I think that this system and this coach are going to make it easier. We're going to see a lot of stuff there. There's sometimes that where you get like inflated stats in in like the air raid because teams are still throwing. They're just throwing maybe a couple uh, series after where other teams wouldn't. Maybe at the end of a, a half where other teams would just run the ball out, and they're like, "Oh, let's throw it," and they get like a 30 yard gain or something like that. And you're like, "Oh." You know, it just kind of inflates the stats a little bit, but those are easy to see and easy to account for. Yeah, and I don't think we had that at all because you know <laughs> I think we ran it sixty percent of the time, right? Yeah, I mean, again, I don't hate that. I don't. I, I think it was good for what North Texas was trying to do. There's lots of ways to play football, and I think uh, in some ways running the ball in this time and era was you know zagging while everybody else was zigging, right? Um, and I think there was a lot of good there, but I think you you still have to execute, right? If you're going to be a throwing team, you have to be great at throwing. And when you do run the ball, it has to be effective or else you're not going to be a good football team. Um, if you're going to be a running team, I mean, even Army throws the ball. Navy throws the ball a couple times, right? When you throw the ball, you got to be very effective. Otherwise, you're not going to be a very good football team. Now, there's some, some small outliers here and there that like, we don't ever need to throw the ball because we're just a f- pure running team or something. But even those Nebraska teams of 1995 or even those like early 2000s teams that ran the, the option, they were still throwing the ball, right? I think, uh, I don't want to say Scott Frost. I think it was Scott Frost. He's out there throwing the ball, you know, tossing it around. Uh, you need that. You need to, to do that. And I don't think I don't know that North Texas did enough of that in the moments we needed them to do. Because they did do that. Right? They ran the ball. They threw the ball well. Uh, got through for, you know, he set the record, single season touchdown passing record. So, uh, yeah, but Austin but there was, I, I think there was just a lack of trust that he would get the job done when it was needed to be done. That, that's really was it. What it was, right? And you know, I said when it needs to happen against UTSA in the championship game, right? Where could you stand tall, throw the ball? Uh, late in the game against UAB, could you t- stand tall, throw the ball, right? Um, you know, you lose the UAB game 41 to 21 in that one. And, uh, Asanani throws, what do you, what do you do for 159 yards, sub 50% passing, you know, uh, against 
uh, UTSA, sub 200 yards, right? 194 yards. Sub 50% passing in that one, 48%. Threw a couple picks. And then against Boise State, he threw a little bit better. He completed 53% of his passes, but still threw a couple picks, only 238 yards. So, yeah, you threw for 325 uh, against UTSA in, in October. That was fun. 322 against Western uh, in October. That was fun. But also 180, 196. You know, there's a couple of those, you know, we need you to be able to throw the ball because the running game ain't happening, or we need you to just, you know, execute, be, be big now. And it didn't happen. So, it's yes, it's great that he threw five touchdown passes against Florida International. But he after that point, he only threw five touchdowns in the last five games. Uh, last four games, I'm sorry. Um, UAB, UTSA, Boise State. Three of those games are huge games. You beat UAB, you still keep a chance to, to win. Um, uh, I think it was to clinch bowl eligibility in that one. Um, and then, you know, you do two against Rice, but... In the championship game, only one against UTSA when we needed more, and he threw two interceptions. Uh, and then the bowl game, threw a touchdown, two interceptions, right? Four picks, five touchdowns in the final four games. You know, sort of erased the, the five interception, the five touchdowns against uh, uh, FIU. Now, I don't mean to, to pick on uh, Asanani in any of that in, in that way, but just to talk about, because when you look at whole county numbers, like, he threw for 3,500 yards and 33 touchdowns last year. And dude was slinging it out there. It's like, yes and no. Yes. Yes, he was. But then he wasn't. <laughs> right? Um, slinging it to the other team. Yeah. There was a lot of that. 15 interceptions. So when we're looking at, like, you know, what is North Texas going to be this year? What kind of thing are we looking for? I mean, I'm looking for some outstanding kind of numbers, like some crazy uh, numbers, right? I'm like, I'm looking for, what does this do from Washington State? There it is, Cam Ward. I still think we're going to run it more than we pass. What? Yeah, you crazy, man. So Cam Ward, and it was a little bit different, right, because he was new to the squad, but he also threw for 3,200 yards. He threw for 23 touchdowns against nine interceptions, which is not super great, you know. But, you know, he did it uh, at Washington State where um, the dude already had like a squad kind of doing the thing. Um, Cam Ward was throwing like 50 touchdown passes. I forget what it is. But like what I'm hoping for is that right at Incarnate Word. Our dude, right, Eric Morris, built a system where like, hey, 33 touchdown passes. That's a lot. And then, oh, now it's 40. Now it's 50. Now it's 60. Um, I'm looking up the passing records because I can't find it right now. Um, but, you know what I mean? Like, so that's it's where we are in North Texas, right? I thought that was kind of be the case. And we sort of built that. We got, we got, we got talent. There's lots of stuff happening everywhere. Um, but you, you look at, uh, you look at what, what they built, right? They got to the point where, here it is, Lindsey Scott, right, for Incarnate Word last year. 60 touchdown passes. That was the record, right? A few seasons ago, right, it was like 35, 33, whatever it was. That was, hey, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good there, you know. Um, you know, for UIW, throwing 30 touchdown passes in a season. This guy, you know, is setting records. But they blew that out of the water. You, you sort of set the standard, and then you, you, you bump it up every time, right? Basically, yeah, I, and... 
let's, let's break Mason Fine's records. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, and yeah. and you know, you and I discussed how Mason Fine was was breaking his own career records of, at UNT, and uh, we're like, that should be just average. That should be a, a normal thing here. And then uh, with with Ani um, also breaking records again, just keep adding to it that that should be the norm where we went from not being able to beat bad teams to consistently beating bad teams, um, being challenged by average teams, uh, but but winning more often than not against the average teams, and then struggling against good teams. And I'm, I'm wanting us to get to the next step and compete against those really good teams. Being able to show that that we are, we not only have the talent, because Latrell was bringing in the talent, but it was obvious that they weren't a fit to the, to the system because we we never saw these guys again. We had he had several you know number one recruiting uh, uh, seasons, but they were collecting a paycheck, and then then you wouldn't see those guys uh, perform on the field, and that was a frustrating thing. That's why why ultimately we saw him leave, and um, I'm hoping with this next regime they bring in the guys that fit this, his his system. The Morris system, and um, it, it was exciting to watch Incarnate Wordplay when they when they came to to Apogee. You know, he'll find those shifty guys. I don't know if we're going to do that this season. You know, take the next step of what we saw last season. Um, but if, if if we see more than thirty touchdown passes, I think that's the step in the right direction. I'm bullish on that. I think if if Asanani was out here throwing thirty five, and we can throw forty. At minimum, I think we can get forty. Now, I mean, you know, we because there's there's talented wide receivers out there, and then like you get guys that played, like Reuters played, um, what's his face, uh, uh, uh Rogers played, all these guys, right? They they all play. You, you you know, it's not like freshmen out here. So uh, I think it sort of eliminates that thing. So here, going back to what I was saying, right? John Copeland, that's who I was thinking of. He played against North Texas in that that UIW team. He threw 22 touchdown passes in a season. That was the record, right? Um, the next time, next guy, Cam Ward, the guy that ended up going to Washington State with Eric Morris, he threw 47 in 2021. Blew that record, just doubled it, right? And that was so 22 with the team getting together, like building this team from scratch. Like I know you played cornerback, but now you're a wide receiver. You're gonna do this. We're gonna set this all up. Once they started going, and you, you said getting guys into the system. Now, I don't think that he has to do that here, right? There's guys on the squad. Maybe we say Macklin. We got this Cleveland dude, shorter. Guys that can play. Uh, we didn't even talk about the running backs yet. But there's guys that can play already on this squad. So it's not like we're going to go, you know, throw for 3,000 yards and 22 touchdowns with, you know, guys that never played in the system before. It's, you know, they, they kind of done it before. They're talented. Anyway, Cam Ward, 47 touchdowns, right? And then this last dude, Lindsey Scott, threw 60 touchdowns, right? That's what I'm talking about, like pushing it beyond, like where it's ridiculous to a certain point. And, yes, that was this Kenny dude um, that kind of took the system, but he was taking an already well-oiled machine, right, incarnate word football, and taking it to the next level. So I think the North Texas is closer to being that than not. The Mason Fine years, Seth the Trail years, that was a little bit like, all right, let's see what we can do. And so he, him throwing 30 put, touchdown passes in a season, that was like, okay, that's this level right here. You know, we, if we get a five-star quarterback, four-star quarterback, get him out here and keep the next thing going with wide receivers that are, you know, even more legit, 
let's keep it going. That that's exciting to me. So you're thinking the number one recruit from Kansas in the year <laughs> of our Lord twenty eighteen. I mean, I don't know. I, I think it, I think going more than. I mean, it sort of happened, right? Like a Tommy Bush, who was a I think he was a four star guy. He was considering North Texas, and he was like, "All right, I'm not going there." And he decides to go to Georgia, right? So obviously, you miss out on that. But that's that classic thing where, like, you're in Dallas. He's gonna come back to Texas and be like, "Yeah, you know what? I want to play here because I'm closer." You know, but it didn't work out for me there. I won't come back. Now, I sort of hit or miss. He's still talented, right? But you know, obviously, he didn't. It didn't work out. Jalen Guyton was a similar kind of thing, right? Jalen Guyton's in the NFL now. There's nothing wrong with getting a guy the last couple seasons of his of his career um, as he's trying to you know figure things out and. It worked out. The Jalen Guyton thing worked out for North Texas uh, very well. You know, so yeah, I, I'm open for something like that for like a Tommy Bush or whoever else. Yeah, Tommy Bush is talented. I, again, I, I I go back to the Ani situation where we ju- I don't think we just could get it to Tommy Bush <laughs> like we could have. We couldn't I'm get open. it to Shorter <laughs> like we could have. Uh, so if Reuter is an upgrade, Morris is an upgrade. I think yeah. those things will be great. But as it stands, as I'm looking at reports coming out of the scrimmage, things are looking weird there. And I still, I have confidence in the running game. Like that is tried and true. There's nothing special about changing regimes and, and, and yeah. inheriting a, a running scheme. I don't think, yeah, yeah, exactly. There's, there's, there's no concern there for me. Um, I can stand by that run, running back squad and say they're going to be great. Yeah. Um, our wide receivers are talented, but can we get them the ball? That's where I don't feel as confident. I mean, yeah, it, it very well could be that <laughs> that we're in the same situation, right? That they like, wait <laughs> four years that, in a row. Hold on, wait. Hey, we're sitting there against Cal. Got to get that that binoculars out and look. Is that that's Chase Ruder? Chase Ruder's coming out. <laughs> Didn't we do this a couple seasons ago? <laughs> I don't know. It's still the funniest thing to me. Is that <laughs> he takes off his headset. That's true. I was like, throw the ball inbounds, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I like Jace Root. He was super confident. He was what your number one quarterback. You, you want him to you, you want him to talk like that, right? He was like, you know, he's talking some noise bias in me or whatever. I don't it, it's entertainment, man. It's if he's going out there being entertaining and you know and and being the star, star quarterback. That's great. But you got to throw touchdown passes, man. And so if he can throw some touchdown passes, he I will did. root for some Jace Rooter. He just threw them to the other <laughs> team. I mean, so, like, again, I think you said, right, Grant Gannell is, like, nowhere part of it. That guy is a classic star quarterback-looking dude, right? He's 6'6", 220, Kinda big like Jace arm. I mean, Grant Gannell is on top. <laughs> but yeah, nope. Chase Ruder's 6'3", 228. It's the same kind of deal. It's like, man, this guy is super tall, man. You know, I let my daughter date him. You get a lot of that talk about these dudes. Well, I mean, they one go went out to there. North, North Carolina. <laughs> the other one went to Arizona. There's some, the same pedigree, same background is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they looked apart, right? I know we used to have a coach here that was like, I, I like a quarterback to look the part. And then, you know, it didn't quite work out. Um, you know, uh, I think J.D. Head, he has some talent. Stone Earl, everybody likes Stone Earl. Uh, we've seen him we've seen him run the ball more than we've seen him throw the ball. Uh, and then Chandler Rogers had a nice completion percentage at uh, uh, ULM, right? That That's his claim to fame. Uh, he can run the ball a little bit. He can run. 
we like Jason Bean. We're fans of the Bean. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Like, I know some people are like, man, he look what he did at Kansas. We could have had some of that. And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, but he, he was at Kansas. He did a lot of the <laughs> same things. He, he, he did a lot of the same things he did at North Texas, where it was a little hit or miss. I, yeah, mean, I, was, I liked him better than Ani, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, there was there was that camp. Like, well, Ani can throw the ball far. And sometimes those interceptions. Jason Bean sometimes throws incompletions. Throws a lot of incompletions. Like, which one do I want? I don't know. It it was it was not really a choice that anybody was excited about. We've rehashed this again. Um, all right, quickly, Akaka Ragsdale, he's back. All right, at least he's listed. Quaylen Farrar, local guy, right? That's the guy everybody's talking about, South Oak Cliff dude, and everybody was excited about him. He's a tiny dude, five six. Like you know, he carries the football like that. You know, like he's just holding it. It just he just runs with it. And uh, helmet. <laughs> yeah, he sticks it in a helmet, like you know, <laughs> a little giant style. Just I, I like Coyle Farrar, <laughs> he's fun, yeah. I mean, look, look. So, I once had a Beagle Bassett mix, right? He's a little short, he's down to the ground. I could not get to him because he's so low, it's hard to, he's quick, you know what I mean? It's hard to tackle somebody like that. Um, everybody knows that, right? You played like tag or something like that in like middle school, he's a little short guy, he's fast, you're like, I can't, you got to reach down, you can't get him. Um, so Quaylen Farrar, 5'6", 190 pounds, quick as lightning. And it's hard to tackle him because you got to bend down, you know, hurts <laughs> your back a little bit. <laughs> I, I, uh, where'd he go? Ah, whatever. Hurt my knees. So he, he's exciting. And like, so in a spread it out kind of system, guys like a Farrar do well, right? DeAndre Torrey ran for a lot of yards here at North Texas. I don't, and, you know, and he was quick, same kind of deal. If you got some speed in football, hey, it turns out <laughs> you can be useful. You know? So uh, a, a lot of the questions for him will be, can he pass protect? Can he do some of the other things that you need a running back to do sometimes? But in situational stuff, you know, they'll just, they'll just give him the ball and go run. I'm excited about him. He's a redshirt freshman this year. So he's had time in the weight room. He's had time in a, you know, in a college football environment he's been around a lot of good running backs so i'm excited about what happens there yeah i think he'll have a few big big games this year yeah and then so then you still got io deji uh he was a ball he did a lot of good stuff i loved his running style um you know he was a little bit shifty uh he caught some stuff out the backfield isaiah johnson same thing um you know like a lot of guys, same kind of same thing. We, I'm not gonna. You remember like that five, we had like five running backs, right? Everybody was good, and then they all got injured. Oscar Attaway, obviously six foot two twenty two, literally big all of them. Yeah, they all got injured. It was ridiculous. Isaiah Johnson got injured against UTSA after scoring a winning touchdown. You know, um, they all can run. I think it's gonna be a different look now. So, is there enough? Your question, right? Is there enough um, for everybody? Yeah. I think that your your coach's job, offensive coordinator's job, is to get the ball to playmakers. And to say, you know, it used to be they're like, you know what, let's design a system where we can get more wide receivers out here, right? And we'll throw the ball to guys in space. If you want to line up with two running backs and still spread the ball out and still run some air raid, you can do that. You can throw the ball to uh, to Oscar Attaway. You can throw the ball to Quaylen Farrar. And, you know what, the touchdowns count the same. It doesn't. It, they don't have to get it from the power eye formation. You know what I mean? To for it to count, it, it, you can yeah. get it in kind of way. 
Yeah. You're talking Mike Leach football now, and that gets me excited. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the deal. Was like, like, yeah, but yeah, that was the big thing. He's like, why am I gonna line up, turn around, hand it to him? He's gonna get two yards. I can throw it for two yards, and it's the same, right? So, the thing is, like, <laughs> can Quaylen Farrar catch the ball? I don't know. Yeah, but that that's that's the next step, right? But I sure do like the idea of Oscar Attaway in space, wherever that space is generated, right? Is it because we had great kickout blocks? In uh, you know, in the power G formation, and he got ahead of steam, and he could turn up, and then he has the safety one on one, he makes a miss, and he scores a touchdown. Yeah, that sounds great to me. Um, do I like it in a like him coming out a little shoot route out of the backfield while we have four wide receivers running, you know, you know, ninety two, and he catches a little ball in space, and then he can get a little head of steam going against the five eight corner. I like that too. Both of those sound great. Let's do them both. Whatever it means, right? Let, let's score some touchdowns using Oscar Attaway, using Isaiah Johnson, using, you know, BK Jackson, all these dudes. Whatever it is, man, the touchdown North Texas is all we care about, right? That's all that matters. If it's Stoner. You're getting me excited now because <laughs> yeah. the, the play you just described was, I think, one that, that AO Day scored. Yeah. Dude, I mean, I can't even remember his name now, but like, uh, um, we had running backs coming out the backfield. We had we threw the ball to Jeff Wilson that first year. We threw the ball to the other his backup. I forget his name. His name slipping. But he had a little. Uh, uh, you know, I said you can run the wheel route behind that mesh ninety two wheel. We ran that against Rice, and I think I did a cut up on that. You can score that. You got a running back that can run a wheel route. The dude. Can you imagine Oscar Attaway running like a freight train down the sideline? You just toss him a little <laughs> ball over the top. He catches it, and you know maybe you can catch him, but can you bring him down? You know, the world may never know. And that way, you don't need a Varkees Gums because we got Oscar Attaway doing Varkees Gums type things, right? He's running in space, big freight train type dude. Can't stop him. That's the same thing. Whatever. All that matters is touchdown North Texas. That's it. Let's let's go score some touchdowns. Yep, that's it. And wrap it up. We can go home. <laughs> there you go. Now, how are you doing all that? So, uh, there was a scrimmage stuff. I think you want to check the message boards for for some of that other stuff there. I think um, I don't know. I guess I didn't get to watch a lot of it. I think uh, some people said Chase Reuter looked good. Cleveland looked good. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I was checking the Twitter. Um, that's where I was getting my information. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean Chase Reuter on paper was the one completing passes was the one throwing touchdowns. Um, I think, uh, I think what I had read a quote that I read was that Eric Morris was frustrated that, that when Rogers was on the field, I think they were running it too much. And I think that meant he was, uh, if he was running, I, I don't know the, the exact plays, right. If yeah. he was running an option, he wasn't passing it. He was tucking and running yeah. or maybe he was scrambling and, and, and running. I, I don't know what, what it all meant, but on paper he had, five passes i think five pass attempts which which is not enough to to get any kind of reasonable understanding yeah. of what, what he can do yeah well i'll say this we know that jace Reuter can win a quarterback competition he's done it before <laughs> now he's a winner <laughs> yeah uh I, you know i've in my in my time as a terrible basketball player and a terrible football player I've been called a practice all-star, so I know it's a thing. You can't do that. It's a thing you can be. Um, yeah, so, like, I mean, whatever. Like, again, I don't care who who wins it. I think competition is good. If Jace Reuter, uh, if having Chandler Rogers in the group makes J.D. head 
a better quarterback, so much so that he, again, leads to touchdown North Texas, then, hey, J.D. Head is the dude, right? And I'm, yeah, you, I'm, I'm from a fan. If it means that it's Jace Reuter, it's Jace Reuter time. Touchdown North Texas, all that matters. Uh, I, I want, I'm going to root for Stone Earl <laughs> just because he's got the best name. Yeah, Stone. In the <laughs> it's Stone, Stone Earl. <laughs> I think uh, we got we got to come up with a little theme song for that guy, um, but yeah. So I mean, right now, like I wouldn't worry too much about it. If you want, like, oh, you know that you're obsessing about that. Sometimes and this might be Eric Morris. Like, you know what? I think it's gonna be Chandler Rogers, but I gotta make him earn it. So I gotta, you know, like really get on him so that way he's ready to earn it, and everybody sees that he earns it, and in fall camp. But fall camp is when it really matters, right? Everybody's going to go to break in the summer. They're going to go this summer. We're going to see who cares and who's going to lift and who's going to take it seriously and who gets wooed by some other, you know, uh, programs and whatever. Fall camp is where it matters. That's where you're yeah. lining up and practicing in the well, heat. The, the, the spring transfer portal, I think, opened today. Yeah. And so if we've got spots, It'd be interesting to see what we did. If we pick up a quarterback, I'm going to be worried. <laughs> I'm going to be crying. I mean, that's that's the other part too. Is that like you can't be scared of competition. You're like, oh man, they got this dude. He's real good. Like, yeah, he's good. Again, for North Texas, you know what I mean, like maybe maybe you were the number one guy. Now you're the number two, but you can still play and be, you know, part of the team that that wins. And again, touchdown North Texas, all that matters, right? Touchdown North Texas, North, a win North Texas. That's what matters. That's what we're aiming for. Um, can't be scared of competition. You know, the other team, every week they line up competition against you. They fly them in sometimes, you know? You got to go get some. I'm, I'm going to be a pessimist until <laughs> the day before the first game, and then we're going to go 100%. I, I feel, I feel like that's how it's going to be. Um, all right, so, like, in terms of how we're doing this, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the spring. There's some recruiting stuff to, to follow and, and care about. That looks way forward. Uh, but, you know, like I said, I think I have a little bit more time. I, I know I said that, and then I was super busy all week. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm all full of lies, I guess. Uh, but we're going to be trying to, to – we'll try. We'll give our best shot. To do a little recruiting analysis, there's the 2024 um, uh, recruiting cycle to care about. And that's the one, you know, like we're going to be kind of following. Uh, so that way when it comes up, you know, we'll kind of know – What's what? Right now, this is a 2024 recruiting board on MingreeNation.com. I encourage you all to read that, especially it's like Twitter's like breaking down and being weird now, right? Elon Musk was banning like Substant and whatever. He might ban, ban links to MingreeNation.com. Who knows? Uh, you never know. So check out that. Build a habit to go to MingreeNation.com. He's like, probably an SMU fan, to be honest. That's probably what it is. It's probably- yeah, go there. You'll see stuff like uh, what the commitment we had earlier today. Uh yeah, that, that guy. I haven't read anything about it, but we will write things about it today. <laughs> like I said there's tornadoes and stuff out here, man. You know what I mean? It, I'm not that committed. Where I'm in the like, trying to comfort my child, like, hold on, I got a blog real quick about North Texas recruit. That may I can't see my screen that I'm typing on. <laughs> Somebody get this tree out of my way so I can blog. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that's what's up. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to the Mingre Nation podcast, and I'm sorry. If I talked over Aldo, because I know Aldo's y'all's favorite, you know. Everybody hey. loves the dulcet tones. <laughs> <laughs> and now the shadowy figure that he presents and you see on your screen, you know. Yeah, I don't know if, I, if I'm if i going to keep that going as a bit. 
or you know try to add some some lighting to it this make it a little bit more so scary weird. you can do that you can have the underlight in your face when you, when you <laughs> talk about the losses like and then we had another turnover <laughs> so i don't it should be a fun season i think right now like the renewal season tickets things are, are ending and then like the new ones open up for next season like in may or june or something like that uh in case y'all are thinking about getting any tickets fyi yeah yeah anyway anyway we're done i'm gonna hit stop on this one go mean green go mean green